Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out on the jukebox singing We were discussing earlier this week whether we should ju- jump on that Taylor Swift publicity ch- train and, 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 and talk about the 10-minute song that she re-released about Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal. What's the name of the song, Neil? Uh, <laughs> uh, may as well might as well no 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 um all too well all too well <laughs> uh yeah all too well is the song so a 10 minute new song and we decided not to because let's be honest n- none of us are we're 40 year old men and taylor swift's not really our but men sound like i had a question mark behind it 40 year old men yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well look i don't know look, what your I, pronouns I, are uh look i brought it up it got me thinking that about you know we haven't talked about new music that we listen to like on a regular basis and so i wanted to throw that out to you guys and see if you got any recommendations or or stuff you've been listening to lately shows that you've been to or anything i brought up the song and it wasn't it wasn't purely like let's just see if we can ride these fucking coattails it was because i watched the 14 minute movie with my wife there's a 14 minute kind of short film on the song and then we watched SNL and it's kind of hard to escape this week. And not that I fucking love it, but I was like, hey, on a scale of one to it? 10, how much do you like it? Um, I don't know. Five. <laughs> um, so so but, you don't like it. <laughs> five with a bullet. <laughs> 5.3. But, it's but over look, 50%. There's a lot of things I do like about it beyond the music. Just the whole like almost creative just how it is it is in all mediums and it's it's permeated into so much of just pop culture it's it it is an achievement and i think it's worth talking about but that's all i wanted to say it's so funny how i, I can't remember the other song but jonathan and i were like you were talking about another song you're like oh the whole package the whole like pr package and we were like you're you get super into that stuff and i i don't well it's i don't i just don't pay attention to it at all it's not that like i'm not impressed by what, I'm like, saying what it's you're a, talking about yeah, it's but it's a medium. It's just the what she did with it. The fact that it was a song she actually wrote in 2012, redid it because of the whole Scooter Braun thing, that then I turned like. it into this 10-minute well, yes. epic, then released this movie, did it on SNL, and just like, it's a hostile takeover of the pop culture like mindset, and it's kind of cool. But I wonder how much resonance it would have. Like The song itself, I wonder how much resonance it would have if it's not about a famous actor. It's fine. Oh, like When I heard yeah, the song, no, I was sure. just like, all right, yeah, does this really need to be... It. it wasn't like an epic prog rock song. It was 10 minutes of like... That was the that was the kicker, was it was Gyllenhaal. Because if it was just about fucking Joe Schmo, I'd be like, yeah. And Also, I mean, because it was recorded in 2012. How did she reboot this song into fucking stardom? She has enough trending power. Like, she just... And to me, I mean, it's cool, but I mean, she's just throwing money at it. And she's all right, yeah, here's $30 million to make me a 15-minute movie about this. I mean, I just... But I don't think it's that hollow. I don't think she's just throwing money at it. I think I mean, she really, like... It's fine. It just seems like marketing. I mean, to me, it's... And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against it or for it. It just... It doesn't seem like anything. It just seems like a long video. It's just a music video. I mean, we've seen hundreds of thousands of music videos. Like, well, how is this any different? It's 10 minutes long, which is too well, long. Well, there was a... Yeah, and there was the 14-minute version <laughs> that's kind of like Jesus has... Christ. 
dialogue in the middle. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. I've heard a lot of Taylor Swift. Uh, I mean, my girlfriend loves her, loves her, her sister loves her, and her kids love her. So I've heard a lot of it, and some of the stuff is really good. This song, I, I don't really get the hullabaloo outside of the fact it's a famous actor. I, like, Same. And, I, I and honestly, I don't love amazing, that. But. I don't like people writing songs about people when everyone knows who it is, because it kind of feels a bit cheap shot. Uh, and she, but, but and, and she kind of does this. But a she's lot. writing songs about her love life, which that's who she was dating. So people can just put that together. It's not like she got went out there and was like, "Hey, this is about Jake Gyllenhaal." How many times has she does this, done this now? Well, she she writes love songs. What do you mean? People write songs about their love but, life. I mean, that's you know what I mean? Fairly common. Yeah, but most people don't drag the person into it in the public eye. I don't know, man. She was like twenty. So I'm just saying it's a reoccurring theme. So, so. Sure. Once again, let, 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 let's talk about some new music. Like that, you guys, you guys listen to anything new? Yeah, Neil, Neil, what you got? What, what have you been listening to that you want to turn the audience on? Uh, a lot with? of Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> <laughs> the the old stuff or the new stuff? <laughs> um, none of it. I mean, I've been just digging deep. I there's not much new stuff. I mean, I listen to a lot of stuff, but nothing has grabbed me. No new albums lately. Not like I've been waiting for something good to come out so jonathan what about you what you got for us so i've really you know for a long time i would just listen to older stuff and it's not because i didn't want to listen to newer stuff but i was thinking about it today i'm like i'm actually a lot of times i'll listen to older stuff ironically because i'm into innovation and when it comes to innovation like think about like when you study science in school you don't study every fucking scientist on earth at your time you study the big guys or or people you know whatever and so I realized, ironically, because I do like innovation, I, I'll, I'll try to study the people who really change stuff, even if they changed it 40 years ago. That being said, I've been trying to, I have been trying to listen to new uh, stuff and really seek it out, which is something I haven't normally done. But, you know, you get tired of stuff. Uh, I discovered this great, it's kind of a, this chick, I think she's from Panama. Her name is Sofia Valdez. And uh, huh. it's a, uh, it's a definitely squarely pop. There's a little Spanish in there, but it has a fantastic chorus. It's called Handful of Water. It's a really cool, charming uh, squarely pop, and this is the kind of stuff I hear that I'm like, oh man, this I think this is great. Yeah, you got anybody? I mean, I've got more. If you, I, I just I wanted to give you a chance to talk about who. You uh, I mean, I I'm a sucker for this War on Drugs sound. They just released oh, a new album. Did, they were on Kimmel. Yeah, and it's got a it's got a nice vibe. It's a little different, but they kind of I mean, he kind of they kind of sound similar. Oh, I mean, they have the they have the sound. It's uh. I don't live here anymore, and I would I would highly suggest. Is that the, that the song or the album? That's the album name, but there is a song. I've only heard the kind of slower acoustic one. Is that that song? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. But good. The, the whole right. album's out. It's it's good. Um, another one I will say is the the boys from Houndmouth have released another album, and it is very good as usual. I I love their sound. It is called Good for You. I would especially go with Make It to Midnight. Is a good one. Cool jam. It's a good, it's a good um, I, Do you guys have you heard Twenty One Pilots? I do not like them. I heard one song of theirs that I thought was cool. I don't know that I need to hear all their stuff, but there's this tune "Stressed Out," you which don't. is I think their biggest song. No, no, the you, chorus you, you is don't. solid. The, the chorus is, I mean, the chorus it's, it's well written and like there's kind of a, a rap kind of a hip hop kind of front end. It, it's fine, it's cool, but like the chorus is really good and the guy he really transitions into his falsetto really well. I listened to a band, Jamestown Revival. I've listened to a little bit of their stuff. It was pretty good. Um, They've been around for a while. Yeah, they I've have. Seen them it's, live but it's, it. it's almost like the uh, who's that band from Colorado about the son of a bitch? Give me a drink. What's that? What's that guy's name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a new album. That's always good stuff. This stuff is kind of like that. 
And uh, then uh, this guy Kevin Morby has uh, some beautiful strangers. I like solid. Kevin Morby. I like yeah. I like just about everything he comes out with. I, I I dig in 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 some form or fashion. I mean, I would say there there's a there is a singer songwriter released an album. It's like twenty five songs, but just <laughs> really really well written songs. I mean, they're not. It's not something I'm going to continue listening to, but I was impressed by just the quality of almost every song. Uh, Who? Joy Oladokun. Um, Where's Joy Oladokun from? I don't know. I, I, I just I, I heard or? about her, checked it out. In Defense of My Own Happiness is the name of the album. So I would definitely recommend you check that out. And another singer-songwriter um, that has helped us out. On, on this pod, uh, the Betty Davis Eyes episode, Miss Leanne Skoda, she released an EP called Lucky Penny, so check that out on Spotify or iTunes or whatever, Bandcamp. There's a chick from Norway or I'm not sure, one of the countries over there, I'm not sure which is like Scandinavian kind of, but her name's Aurora, and it's kind of like um, first aid kit meets like slightly poppier, but she has a crazy voice and like... Meets hmm. Green Sky. Greensky, like, Greensky, um, meets Greensky bluegrass. <laughs> I mean, that, that's one word. It's Greensky. Anyway, that's cool. And I tell you, we haven't talked about her much, but you know, we we're talking about uh, pop music earlier. I think like a chick like Sia blows me the fuck away. Like her voice. She hasn't done anything writing, in a while, though. But that being, even digging back into her, like she's on the few people in the last few years who I can put on and listen to a whole album. Like top to bottom, I'm so impressed by her writing, her melodies, and her voice is insane. Yeah, she does the thing. She does the damn thing. She does the damn they, thing for sure. As as we say constantly on this pod. <laughs> as um, we've never said before on this pod. Well <laughs> on that note, let's keep saying things. Uh <laughs> on Pod Give Rock and Roll to you. Uh this week we are going to uh discover a little bit about the talking heads Road to Nowhere. Uh, from their 1985 album Little Creatures, written by David Byrne and produced by Talking Heads. I can't say this has been one that I've always loved, but kind of as I've gotten older, it's kind of one of the um, kind of hidden tracks that was still a hit for them. Upon like inspecting it, it's even cooler than I thought it was. Just the tone of it with with the music is so weird. And like, I love how it's like kind of nihilistic. They're just on this road to nowhere. It almost seems like it's from like a cult or something. It's almost like a Heaven's Gate kind of thing. Ah, you're going, you're taking it. Uh, upon further inspection, <laughs> you're, you're going the cult route. You're, you're, you're Nexium in this shit. Yeah. And I just, I love the beginning. I mean, anything that starts with like gospel acapella, you're kind of setting yourself up. Where are you going with this? And I think they deliver when the music comes in at the two different parts and the different melodies work so well together. Yeah. And just overall, it's so simple at its core, but what they did with it is so epic. You know, it's just two chords, but just a nice little melody and kind of everything they added uh, was a success. I probably heard this tune first in high school. The talk, Talking Heads were a big party favorite in Mississippi, um, in my circles for a little while at least. I mean, mostly a lot of This Must Be the Place, and She Was, Take Me to the River, Psycho Killer, stuff like that. But I always loved this tune. You know, I think it has all the elements of this band. The beat, his kind of devil-may-care, quirky delivery, and the somewhat ambivalent lyric, I would say, and just kind of 
the non-traditional instrumentation that they use to to great effect there, there's three distinct parts they they mesh well together you know it's for me it's less cult and it's more structured as like a celebration of life and death and and I, and I like how he pulls that off <laughs> but not uh, the middle parts no, well, the, the middle parts is part of that. It's about life and death. I think it, it kind of encapsulates life and being resigned to what, you know, the end of that entails. But the thing about this song and Talking Heads in general for me is the sound is of the 80s, but it's not stuck in the 80s. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this came out in 95, 2005, 2015. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's a great tune. It's a, it's a fun little journey to nowhere. I, I'll, I'll journey to nowhere with with Talking Heads anytime. Is there a road to nowhere though? I don't know if there's. I mean, there was a bridge there. to nowhere in Alaska a couple years ago. Right? Hmm. Was that so? You like bridge trips? <laughs> so I think this song's fine. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't put anything the Talking Heads have ever done down because I mean they're just too good. But I would say that like what I don't like about it is it combines a couple things I like, and I like the things separate more than I like them combined. I mean, I love David Byrne's songwriting, but I feel like this New Orleans backline gospel production, first of all, I don't like that much snare drum. It just, everything turns into a march. There's lots of like, it's, and it's very cool, but it just becomes like metallic in my head. Almost like it's like a yeah. fucking paint shaker. And so, and it's cool. And I love it in a New Orleans backline where the march on the street and stuff. It's great for mm-hmm. that. I think it competes with the melody. So I don't. I think what I don't like the production of this song. Although I love all the musicians, I love the sound of it. But to me, this is like putting I don't know sushi on a cheeseburger. It's like two things I love that when you do it together, it's like uh, they fucked them both up. So you don't think it meshes well? I think it's. I mean, I think it's less New Orleans and it's it's more has like a world music quality to it, which isn't always the best connotation. But that's kind of I think Josh, I mean, what you were saying, where it's not stuck in the '80s. It's kind of just world sound with the march and i love how like they really double down on the march even with the bass of bump 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 yeah it's like it's all just driving you on this road to nowhere i i think that what jonathan's saying is like just the beat and and what they're using to create that beat the drums and the and the bass are very new orleans yeah and the accordion is as well yeah, kind and the gospel the, singing at the beginning is very southern church. Yeah, so, so I, I can also hear the the kind of world music, you know, influence. Well, I mean, that in shit's that like is. Creole and American and African. So there's so many things that's inherently world music. Like New Orleans is the most yeah. world music of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah fair, fair point there. New world it, music, even. Yeah, it, and it, it's funny because there are three very distinct parts. Although you can. It's obvious that he tacked on the first part later because the, the the second and third part kind of go together a little bit better, I think, or they flow a little bit better into each other. But I see your point that the the beat can get can is kind of competing with the melody, and there is a lot of lot going on. There's a lot of of, of sound and stuff, but I, I think that's just a I think that's on purpose. I think it's a reflection of like the oh, chaos. Yeah, of I life. mean, there's no fuck ups here. Like, there's no mistakes made. It's just a a personal taste, right? So, I mean, I wish it would either start with this sound and evolve into something else or start slightly with something yeah. else and evolve into just this. But it gets a bit monotonous for me. Yeah, and it is. I think, mm. And I think that's kind of how it started. I mean, Burns said he just picked up a guitar and kind of came up with this melody and then he built everything else around it. I can see if he just was inspired by this kind of two chords and this one line he had um, where you just put this march behind it and just the 
kind of the the inspiration behind it kind of carries it to where they wanted it to be. Well, what's really cool about it though is there's still a very strong singer songwriter element, and it's a good song. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. And, and and I also recommend I rather rather I also recognize what an eclectic choice of production it was for these New York artsy guys to just suddenly bring mm-hmm. in who and they do everything right they do everything and so this is very much a hey man let's have some fun and just throw it at, for me I think this is a cool version I would like to hear other versions of it but like the songwriting is great the production is great the performances are great it's just you know you try things and to me I would keep trying more things beyond this well, personally the, to hear other versions of it they never played this song live as the Talking Heads this yeah. was basically their last album and he didn't want to tour anymore and the band was like what and he's like yeah we just did Stop Making Sense that'll basically tour for us and so they never played this song as a band live which is crazy <laughs> to think about no I just thought of it's a tour de for us Stop. <laughs> Stop making sense is a tour de for us. Uh. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's what I would say, though. The, my other issue with this song, you know, frankly, is that it's not other Talking Head songs that I fucking just totally <laughs> love. But that's not fair, right? But, but I, I, I definitely tip my hat to their um, artistic ambition. And Jonathan, what what is what are your thoughts on kind of the lyrics and the overall? What I said with the cult, I do feel it's very Pied Piper. He's very like, come along with me. We're going on the road to nowhere. It, like, because he's asking someone to sing along and come with me and trust me. I don't know what we're doing, but we'll figure it out. So here's the thing, I can see what you're saying, but in this, he's not violating any of my three cult principles. I have three <laughs> principles that design, de- define <laughs> okay. a cult. A, there's sex involved. There should be no sex involved with spirituality. B, if there's money involved, that's a cult. If they want you to leave, and he's already saying you don't have to go anywhere. So this is more of like an enlightenment kind of thing. This is more of a you're already yeah. here. You just got to process things. So he's not trying to be a leader. Well, I think he's almost he trying hasn't to... gotten into the sex and money yet. <laughs> well, right. Well, you know, but I mean, I just want you get get you to come along first and then then I'll drop that hammer. Let me tweak what you're saying. I think I'd agree with it. There is a spiritual component. I don't think yeah, he's manipulative definitely. enough for it to be culty, but I, there is a spiritual component. I definitely yeah, agree. and it doesn't. The song doesn't creep me out. That like I just thought that was a funny take on it. Kind of when you watch the video and like just think about what he's trying to say and in that time in the eighties. Now like he it, said we're going to the fucking yeah, going to South America. No, 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 don't go on the trip. That's Jim well, Jones. It's more ambivalent to me because it, yes, it's very introspective and it's very it's it's got a spiritual nature, but it's almost and he said it was supposed it was written as a joyful look at doom so well we know where we're going but we don't know where we've been it's all very i don't i don't know anything but here's what i think there's a city in my mind like that's where we're going it's almost like we'll take that ride it's like we're all on this road to nowhere because that's where we're gonna go because none of us know i learned a long time ago i don't try to interpret talking heads lyrics like, I just don't like i don't i don't i just like if i vibe with it i vibe with it if i don't i don't but they're even they're I don't think there's a single song where I'm kind of like, oh yeah, I'm totally there with you, fucking David. And that, and that, and that's fair. I mean, do you have a favorite line in the lyric or something that sticks out? Oh, I hear that. It just runs in my fucking brain. So I don't hear anything else because it overpowers the melody. Neil, do you have a line that sticks out? Well, I like when they go. It's probably part of the melody too. But when they go into there's a city in my mind. You know, kind of they Come change on them. Come take a ride and it's all right. Yeah, uh, it's more melody. <laughs> it is I mean, so right. There's nothing that sticks uh, out like 
that lyric is great. Like you said, he did start the song with, he wrote the We're on a Road to Nowhere, Come On Inside, Taking That Ride to Nowhere, We'll Take a Ride. Like he, That's the first thing he wrote. And yeah. that's kind of the thing that stands out, it I is. think. Actually, I'll retract it. I think the beginning, even though it is tacked on, it's, it's really cool. Like I like the lyrics the most in the beginning, the acapella part. And I love the part where, and I, this is probably more melody as well, is we're on a road to paradise, even Somewhat to what you said, Jonathan, I'm not even sure that the, the other words matter. You really only need to have that little road to nowhere, and then it's all about kind of the vibe they're creating around it, mm-hmm. and you, you can get a sense of, of what's happening. I can just right? see him marching in a circle with a bunch of people just singing the song. Like, that's basically <laughs> just what the song yeah, well, is to me. He does. There's a live version with St. Vincent that he does with, like, an orchestra, and it's that's very New Orleans, that yeah. video you can find on YouTube, where they just start marching around in a circle oh, is that while they're singing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he still sounds so good, and it like just such a great performance. I I stumbled upon that and was was quite pleased. His range is not something that's super complex or difficult to hit. He's found a lovely way of using it, though, and I I do think the melody is probably the strongest part of this song. And I'm not sure how much of that is his delivery or just the melody in general, but I, I just think the, the melody just... There's mm-hmm, an enthusiasm between the really melody nice and the lyrics. really nice throughout. And I wonder, Jonathan, it almost sounds to me that when he's singing, it's quirky, it's a little crooner-ish, but you can, every time he's singing, like, you can really tell he loves singing these songs that he wrote. You know, there's like an energy behind his whole attitude, and I'm not sure if that's genuine. I mean, it is genuine, but... There's also an entertainer kind of quality to him. Even if you're not seeing him, it sounds like he's entertaining, putting on a mm-hmm, show. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's entertaining to watch someone who is enthusiastic about what they're doing. If it's, if you're a fucking traffic cop and you're dancing, then that shit's mm-hmm. entertaining. So like it's what I think he's his sincerity resonates with people. Yeah. Even if it's quirky and, and odd and all these things. And the thing about it is he he's not a singer. He is a guy no. who writes songs and sings them, but he's not going to well, be on a, a guy co- who writes songs and he's a performer. Right. But yes. my point is he's not going to be like, Oh, I'm a vocalist for hire. Like that's not why he does. He's a guy who yeah. like, you know, this, I sing because I write these songs. Just not a traditional singer, but, but what he does with it, it's perfect. Like he is a good singer oh, at his songs. Oh, he's perfect at it. He's and the best just, singer of his songs possible. And what you were talking about, Josh, where it is, he is just an entertainer. That's why his new kind of, Broadway show and like what he's doing now works so well because it's just a bunch of people running around dancing in circles with little instruments. It's all just such a production. It, but the songs work so well. Yeah, yeah. And, and let's yeah. be clear, I actually mean that he's not a, a, a tradition like a vocalist as a compliment because all like most of my favorite people, you know, outside of Robert Plant and and you know um, Freddie Mercury and stuff, but like you guys like Bowie and Kurt Cobain. And Pink Floyd and Adam Guritz, like they're people who write songs and sing the songs they write, and they communicate yeah. through them. And to me, that is much more important than being a, a, a great vocalist, because there are lots of vocalists you can't tell apart. But, right? but you can always like tell Neil, who this is. Yeah, but like Neil said with the Broadway thing, I mean, his especially when you see him, like from the '80s, not necessarily the Broadway. Uh, I think it's called what it's called Uto- Utopia or something like that. It, that Broadway show actually ends with this song. 
and they are doing mm-hmm. a little march as well in there, yeah, yeah. which is cool. He almost seems like a vaudevillian performer on stage, or like even almost slapstick to an extent. But it's out of enthusiasm, I think. No, he might not yeah, feel like doing his that every night. and stuff. Like he's always doing this stuff with like that, and you know, wearing the big suits, and and like even in the music video for this, that they, yeah. they do the thing that I. I, I can't believe it. I, I, I'd seen that video before, but you know it's three years before Sledgehammer, and he, they're based, Sledgehammer is basically just a ripoff of that stop motion stuff they're doing yeah. to him yeah, in that cool. one little part of the video. But yeah, I mean, I, I love, I love his voice. I love the way he performs. Just really, his whole aura is yeah, his aura and uh, um, aura. Oh yeah, he's aurally t- pleasing to you. He's <clears throat> aurally pleasing to me. His aura pleases um, in every way. Uh, We've, we've touched on the beginning was just tacked on. I just love his quote, though. He's like, I mean, it was only two chords. So out of embarrassment or shame, I wrote an in- intro section that had a couple more chords in it. <laughs> out of embarrassment or shame. Well, we know where we're going, but we don't know where we've been. And we know two, two chords, that's impressive, that you could do so much with so little or create this whole, like, canvas yeah. and it, around two basically i think two it was points. done with just this song is a you know it's a product of the great production because they took a while he had this nugget of an idea and then they added in the march the accordion and they're like it still needs something let's do a gospel with the intro so it is yeah. kind of like plug and play trying to figure out exactly what's going to make this sound good you know we should mention david byrne lead vocals uh and electric guitar jerry harrison organ and backing vocals tina weymouth bass and backing vocals chris france on the drums france on the drums andrew cater playing watch that well those first four names are talking heads and then there's they brought in some more musicians specifically andrew cater on washboard uh jimmy mcdonald on accordion lenny pickett on sax steve scales on tambourine and then Aaron Dickens, Diva Gray, Gordon Grody, Lonnie Groves, and Kurt Yahijian oh, on backing vocals. Maybe faster to list who wasn't in the band. <laughs> yeah, who wasn't on this track, Name Josh. citizens of Earth who weren't in that band, please. Um, <laughs> Robert Plant. Oh, Jimmy my Pitt, God. Uh, uh, and Bob Dylan. Um, I would say, musically, my favorite thing about the song is the accordion and the flour- flourishes that are going on with the accordion throughout. You don't hear accordion that often, especially in songs like this or rock and roll songs in general. And they're so kick-ass in this mm-hmm. song. Like, all the flourishes, they're bas- it's basically taking the place of a guitar, and it sounds great. It's Zydeco. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'd say my favorite musical part is just when the band kicks in, when the song actually kicks in. Because after the gospel intro, you're like, where is this going? And it does take a left turn, but it makes perfect sense. It's kind of the, what is it, the hot bacon, cold lettuce. There's kind of a quiet, meditative quality in the beginning, very spiritual, you're in church, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're on this journey. We're going to march you know, through like, your brain. On our way yeah, like the, 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 the first part could almost, you can almost represent birth or death. You know, it could be oh a funeral God. or it could be like a, 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 what do you call that thing where they baptize the kids? Christian Baptisms. Catholics. Christening? Baptisms. Yeah, it, it could be either one of those. And then the, the, the middle part <laughs> is just life. And I've never just heard someone marching. so eloquently make, make no statement at all. It could be anything. <laughs> right. Hey, I mean, but then the but, but then the middle part is like you're just the marching through life, life. which is which is a, which is a theme he goes back to often. How did I get here? Like, well, it, yep. it's just like here's life. It's full of a bunch of things that just happen to us <laughs> and delivery or carry out. And is this we, is this the brother song? <laughs> is this like a brother song to heaven? Because heaven heaven is a place where nothing happens and you're on a road to nowhere. I think I think he just likes to contemplate death and and put it in song form a lot mm-hmm. in, in a. 
in in a very kind of ambivalent, mundane way of like, hey, we all kind of go through this life doing these things, having kids, buying a house, you know, ending up doing this, blah, blah, blah. And then the end is kind of that whole, that's where it gets a little existential and like all the chaos because there's a lot so going just on. Just to be clear, you're he, saying he likes to contemplate life and death in an ambivalent, mundane way with a beat that you can dance to? Is that what you're telling me? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That's Maybe. that's talking heads yep. in a nutshell. Yep. Well, I think so we're talking is. heads at this point. We, we are. We, we are. Absolutely. Jonathan, what's your favorite part of the song? Mm, the melody. Yeah. I think there's an inherent kind of enthusiasm to it. It's simple, but it's definitely very emotive and very sincere. Any specific part of the melody that stands out? The way it like starts high, and then answers with like kind of low. Mm-hmm. That it's like almost like yin yangy. Mm-hmm. That is one of the coolest things he does. Like, like in the song. Actually, I would say this is more Yang Yen. I think this is more Yangy. Yang Yen. This isn't Yin Yang. This is Yang Yen. Yang Yen. Yang Yen. There's a lot. Why always with the Yen? The fuck. The ratio is off. Neil, what's what's your favorite part of the song? Where it kicks in. Already been. We've been there, done that. My favorite part of the song is Neil's sexy ass background in his video right now. What is it? Just black. Which is like fading in and out. It's very oh, curtsy. Yeah, and you just you just turned in the the romantic. It's like apocalypse mode soon of, of Skype audio calls. <laughs> if I can croon. <laughs> yeah, my, I'm gonna go with the melody. I, I I do love the accordion, but I think well, the melody is is the is the pinnacle of the song. Uh, speaking <laughs> of Neil's um, romantic lighting, I, I think it's I think it's time to vibe. I never realized how much uh, that looks like. What I, I just realized it looks like. Oh my, oh my God! Stop it, <laughs> Johnny's vibing. Oh, um, insane! Let's <laughs> cue the music in three. I want to cue the two. fucking Mandarin orange here. I don't One. think I can. I don't think I can do this at all. I think the vibes out of batteries today, guys. Uh, oh yeah, throw that vibe away. That's an evil vibe. This oh vibe. God. This vibe of chunky. Ah. That vibe has an evil spirit in it. Don't put that vibe in. That vibe needs an exorcism. Uh, and Neil, when do you want to hear Road to Nowhere? Well, I have two answers here. I think it would be hilarious before an ayahuasca ceremony. Nice. <laughs> I'm laughing. Um, and it actually would be an awesome song to put on your ringer for your morning alarm. Just like start with that gospel, Ooh. and then it just kicks in. Boom, but I don't. No, it should be your snooze. It should be your snooze because yeah. you just roll over and go back to sleep. Oh. Or just a movie where, like, you start the movie with someone waking up, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the song that brings you in. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Jonathan, what you got? Uh, I want to hear it when I'm trying to find the right track on the album, trying to get to heaven, or this must be the place for me to just skip by the <laughs> intro. Well, honestly, this album, it's uh, Little Creatures um, from 1985. Not a lot of great songs on it. It's you. She. It starts off with uh, "And She Was," which is a great tune, and then this song ends it. And I would say, other than those two songs, I, I, I couldn't really care much for the all the stuff in the middle. I love this song. I can hear it anytime. I, ideally, in the sunshine, like outdoors <laughs> in a park or something. Uh, it makes me feel good. Makes me feel good about life and death. Dog park or kid park. Uh, adult park, actually. <laughs> what goes on there? I've never been to one of those. Uh, a, a cat park. <laughs> a cat park. 
Yeah. Interesting. Cat park. Magic Mountain. Uh, <laughs> Keep an eye on you, Bond. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of cats, uh, why don't we slide under the influence and uh, talk about influences, past and future, and uh, other stuff to recommend if you like this song. Neil, what you got? I mean, it's hard to pinpoint any kind of huge influence on him, but I think this does have some Queen and Bowie kind of. I can okay. hear that um, going on. I think with the, I think a little James Brown with a hit. Oh yeah. Oh, we we forgot that. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> and then moving forward, just kind of bands like um, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, Polyphonic Spree, kind of this kind of music. And that goes back to my culty thing as well, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Just everybody get on stage and dance to. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking on the road up, to looking nowhere. up, look up, and hold your hands up in a, in prayer. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan, what you got? Well, I mean, it's a Zydeco song. The production's all Zydeco. The um, songwriting, I'd say, is Velvet Underground inspired. And the production, though, I would say it's. It can't be influenced by or influenced because it's too close in, in release date. But this particular track is very um, uh, Graceland by Paul Simon. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, it very much. It's New York. It's artistic. It's venturing into places where people have uh, rhythm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, uh, rhythm and, country. Yeah, rhythm country, which is, not the <laughs> new, which is not New England. That's not New England. Um, what? Boston is the birthplace what of rhythm. What are you fucking talking about? Birthplace. I'm sorry, I meant Portland, Maine. Oh, yeah, what do you, why do I still don't know? Yeah, exactly. They're known for their fucking, their fucking dance joints up there. They're known for their puritanism. It's all fucking rhythm. lobsters and fucking juke joints. Um, yeah, no, no. So like I said, but it's, it's cool. It sounds like people experimenting, um, you know, with producing their songs in different ways. I think obviously Paul Simon gets a little more world music-y. Uh, but this is almost this is yeah. the new art. This is folks from new, like art school kids from New York playing with New Orleans. Seeing what happens. I would say, yeah. I mean, I'd go. You know, the second line uh, theater in general. Uh, <laughs> Warhol, maybe Kierkegaard. I don't. I couldn't really tell if this is existential or not. But <laughs> <if> he, <laughs> uh, I'm just throw it out there. I'm not sure, but I don't think you can having it's an not. existential crisis or not. I, I am right now. Uh, <laughs> it's more modern. I think this influence, like uh, the v- Vampire Weekend, uh, yeah. the band that yeah. was definitely super influenced by to- all things Talking Heads. And uh, speaking of Talking Heads, I think it's time to slip under the covers for a little bit <laughs> and talk about the covers of the song. Jonathan, how many covers did you hear? Um, uh, no, I didn't hear any. There are no covers. No covers for Jonathan. No. Neil, what you got? Well, I watched Jars of Clay do. Uh... An acoustic version on YouTube, which was really good. It was great. Wait, like, what is their famous song? I have no idea. But this is this, <laughs> that was almost my first introduction to them. I was like, oh, I guess I'm a Jars of Clay fan. I don't know if you heard their music, if you would be a Jars of well, Clay fan. when they cover Talking Heads, I am. Um, and I listened to System of a Down or Members Thereof, and it was, no, I, I was not into it. I mean... It, no? No. It had a weird rhythm, too. It was It was... It was odd. It, it had a weird rhythm. Okay, System of a Down, check, no. Okay, uh, I heard the Green Sky Bluegrass version because obviously there's got to be a bluegrass version, and I'm not going to lie. It's it's live, and it's not terrible. So I have a bone to pick with those guys. The bl- Green Sky Bluegrass? Yep. If it's Green Sky, it needs to be Green and Sky, two separate fucking words. 
I saw that name for years. I'm like, Greensky Bluegrass. Who the fuck is Greensky Bluegrass? If <laughs> it's the same word, it's Greensky. Greensky Bluegrass. That's what it says. It could be Greensky. Yes, I've never heard it said I out loud. No one knows how to That's why they're, they're the band who must not be named. So let's say Greensky, the cover by Greensky Bluegrass <laughs> is live and not terrible. Yeah, I mean, if it's Green's guy, it should be Green's guy. I feel like it reminds me of Holiday Road so much. The song, it almost seems like from the same time. Like, and you could almost uh, sing Holiday Row, I'm on a which road. Which song's better? You know, like, they could almost cross over. You could kind of, like, yeah. play which, one which into the Which song would you put, if you could only hear one for the rest of your life, which song would you hear? This one. Yeah. I mean, I'm Holiday go. Road's good because it's, like, just reminds me of... It brings me back to, I'm, like, 11 as soon as I hear that song. I feel like I'm running through a parking lot toward an uh, abandoned... Uh, <laughs> toward a closed fucking theme park. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got I got two more covers I want to point out. There's a band called New, Nouvelle Vague with Sandra D, and it's great. They re- they take out the chorus part, they kind of rearrange some of the stuff and make it like a country cover, and it sounds huh. great. Cool. Um, I would definitely recommend checking that out. And then Release the Sunbird, which is uh, not bad, but it's a bit too... Is that like, the band name? Yes. That's an and ambitious it's, it's fucking pre- name. And it sounds as preciously indie as you would think it. That's an ambitious name. Speaking of ambition, Neil, it's your song. How does the shoe fit? Well, um, just to keep with the theme, it fits like the Heaven's Gate Nikes. Ah, interesting. <laughs> I don't, I, well, so I'm not going to wear that's, it, but they fit. That's, that's not, not a joyful way to look at them. Heaven's Gate Nikes. <laughs> <laughs> Nikes, Heaven's Gate Edition. Jonathan, what you got? How does the shoe fit? That what well, more than a shoe? This fits like that suit that he wears, where it's like it's kind of cool, but then like it's fucking ten sizes too much. So it's kind of like <laughs> so it fits like that, where it's like I, I generally dig the style and I see potential, but it just keeps fucking getting more and more away from what it needs to be for me. It's swallowing you, and you're, you're you yeah, don't know what to do. exactly. I just kind of want to just I just want it to simplify. It's making you ambivalent. I get it. Yeah. It's um, uh, you know what? This song it fits like a fluffy cloud on an otherwise sunless day. Or sunny Jesus day. Jesus Christ. Otherwise sunny day. Uh, hold on. What are you saying? It fits like a cloud. Like I'm wearing clouds on my on my feet. On an otherwise. As I, as I, walk, as I walk through a field on a sunny day. Are the clouds above you day. or below you? They're clouds. Uh, they could be above or below. Oh, oh, no, Jesus Christ. Below. More of this than could be anything. I don't want to bl- a rush of blood to the head. <laughs> so they're below too, you. That'd be too much. They're below me. I'm walking on them. Walk I'm on walking the on a cloud. <laughs> okay. I'm walking on a cloud, baby. Walking, but not sun, you're, But you're not walking on sunshine. I'm not. It's not bound yet. to feel not, good. Not it's bound yet. to feel good. <laughs> not yet. You should try it. It's bound to feel good. It's bound to feel good. But I'm not walking on. I'm not walking on sunshine yet. <laughs> Give it a shot. I, I'm trying not to fall through the cloud. Nice. I got some fucking to get to Nike sunshine pumpers. I'm trying to reach to the sun. Icarus. <laughs> I think we've heard this one before. Exactly. And on that note, our cover of Talking Heads, Road to Nowhere. Well, we know where we're going, but we don't know where we've been. And we know what we're knowing, but we can't say what we've seen and we're not little children and we know just what we want and the future is certain give us time to work it out yeah 
taking that ride to nowhere We'll take that ride I'm feeling okay this morning And you know We're on a road to paradise Here we go, here we go We're on a ride to nowhere Come on inside Taking that ride to nowhere We'll take that ride Maybe you wonder where you are I don't care Here is where time is on our side The cover you just heard was performed by Neil Marsh and Josh Bond. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify or wherever you listen. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Pod Gave Rock. Next week is my week, and we will be discussing Gautier, somebody that I used to know. Can't wait! <laughs>